You're listening to the Sporting Heroes podcast brought to you by Radio City Talk. My name's Matt Jones and uh, this afternoon my guest on the episode is a man who captained Tranmere and amassed well over 300 appearances for the club as well as playing for the likes of Motherwell, Coventry and Port Vale before returning to Prenton Park where he would captain the side in League 2 and in the National League as well. He started his career at Everton where he played alongside Wayne Rooney. So let's welcome him now. It's Stephen Jennings. Hi, Matt. You okay? Very well, thank you. A former Tranmere captain, uh, spent many years at Prenton Park and as I've mentioned, uh, numerous other clubs as well. It's been a pretty good career for you. Yeah, it has. I mean, it, it's been a sort of the back end of it was quite tough, um, but in, in the early years I, I didn't half enjoy it. And um, coming through the, the ranks at Tranmere, it was... It was it was enjoyable. It was tough. It was very very competitive. And um, when I do look back now, there, there wasn't sort of many people who did come through and eventually go on to play one, two hundred, three hundred games. So I've I've sort of got to let the dust settle now and look back at it and it, say yeah, I did have a decent half career. So you started at Everton, didn't you, as uh, a youngster, and then you moved to Tranmere eventually as well. Yeah, I think I was at Everton for the best part of. Five, six, seven years from 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 really a, a young young age, and I think I left sort of maybe fifteen, sixteen. I think it was back then you sort of you, you were frowned upon if you sort of played for your school on a Saturday and played for your um, team on a Sunday, and it, it was hard because you you go to school, your mates weekend day in day out type thing, and. You want to play on a Saturday for your school, and um, it was sort of frowned upon. And I, I think it was, I think I went four or five weeks turning up for Everton on the Sunday, and I, I, I was on the bench. So I, I eventually went home to my dad and said, "Listen, I'm, I'm not too happy." And he just said, "Right, that's it. I'll sort of take it out." And it was hard to take being a being a big Evertonian and being being there for quite a long time, but. I, I think I think it goes on now because players have sort of got that much power. Whereas back then, it, it was all it was all the clubs that had the power. And um, a week or two later, I played for Merseyside Boys at Ingleborough um, in a final, and uh, I think it was Warwick Rimmer who approached me and sort of went from there. Really. So, who did you play with as a youngster at Everton, and then who was in your age group at Tranmere? Um, I've got a few big hitters, like to be fair. Um, my age group contains of Leighton Baines, Jay McEverly. Darren Potter, Scott Brown, um, there's a few others that sort of went on to make it, um, but obviously Wayne, Wayne stepped up, um, plays with I, and you could, you could sort of tell back then what type of freak he was, and obviously became good mates with him, and um, it just went from there really. And at Tranmere. Tramia, we had we had we had a great side at Tramia. Um, my age group: uh, Neil Aston, Alan Griffiths, Tom Rooney, Thomas Carroll, uh, Gazupa, um, Neil Aston. I think, I think I've said it. And we we hit the ground running. We 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 sort of we sort of won everything you can win um, at that level. Bar bar the FAU Cup, which we we ended up getting beat twice by the the winners of it. Um, I think Aston Villa one year and Man United in the other. I'm not sure whether they were both in semi-finals or one might have been a quarter-final. But you played, as you can tell, from some great players during your youth career and then during your pro career as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you sort of take it for granted, don't you? And it's, it's only sort of now when you're, when you're sort of knocking on the door to maybe 
and then you 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 look back at some of the players you played against them were and even in sort of big cup games you're playing against top 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 class players but even at a very young age I think I was quite spoiled to play with a lot a lot of good players and um, a good few at Sammy that ne- never really made it just through just just maybe I put it through the background and their upbringing if 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 if, if, a, if a few of them had a better upbringing maybe it could have been a different story for them because you'd have been at Tranmere with the likes of Ian Hume Ryan Taylor Chris Greenacre some uh, players who did pretty successful things there yeah well um, I think me 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 our, our sort of met Hume we at signed for literally played a game for Tranmere the first game I played for Tranmere was currently against Devon funny enough it was one of them um, and we got I got invited to go to I think it was Aberystwyth with the with the U team and Yumi was on it and you could you could see he was different. He was he was he was different to what we had and um he he was he was someone who we got quite close to, to be honest. Um him and Ryan, me and Ryan sorta of used to get the bus in together every morning. It was a it was a long journey on the bus, train bus <laughs> and then um, we we eventually got cars and went from there. But Ryan Yumi um Two great examples of sort of working hard and it sort of pays off. And just go to go back to Wayne Rooney, you, you say you could see he was a freak even at that age. What was it that he had that you just saw and went, he's going to go right to the top? Um, I, I think I tell this story to a lot of people. Um, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't like he was he was he was great at everything to be honest, but it was just this sort of one game I think. We we were at the academy. It was the first time Everton had took a team to the academy, so we're going back nearly probably the best part of twenty years. And um, he, he, I think he used to play four lots of twenty minutes, but because we'd sort of stepped it up in age, I think it was two thirty-five minutes. Uh, we ended up winning the game five-one. Uh, I think the score went five-nil and five-one. You can sort of guess who I'm going to say who scored all five. <laughs> um, I think because the pitch opened out a bit more for him and. He could sort of do a bit more with us. You're sort of playing on smaller pitches, under sevens, under eights. But when you when when you're under nines, under tens, it it's, it stretches out a bit. And that was the game for me where I, I got my bag, walked home from the academy. It's literally a stone throw away, and I was thinking, oh my god, he's just scored five against Liverpool. And they they were they were big competitive games, and that was sort of when I I knew it, he was a bit of a special talent. It's Radio City Talk. You're listening to Full Time, and I've got Stephen Jennings, former Tranmere captain, in the studio. Let's talk about your pro career before we get on to your uh, sporting hero. And uh, as you've mentioned, what was it? Nearly 300 appearances there or thereabouts for Tranmere and numerous other clubs as well. What were the highlights for you? Um, sort of what I, what I mentioned to you before. It was it, it, it's it's very very competitive when you when you're coming through. I mean, uh, as I, as I just said, then we had, we had a good youth system. We we won quite a lot and. Uh, three or four of us should have broken into that first team, and I think it was only—it was literally only me from my age group. There was there wasn't many who made a couple of appearances. So breaking into the first team and sort of making your debut, I've, I've got to look back at it and look at it as one of the highlights because it, it really was tough. I mean, we had my first season. We had the the, the gaffer there now, uh, Mickey. We had we had good players. We had Jace, who was obviously a special talent. It was back then. It was sort of a team full of. Grown, grown men. It wasn't. It, it wasn't what it is now. Where you've seen a lot of, lot of teams full of like under twenty-three, three-year-olds. It was. It was. A, it was a teams full of big, airy men playing, playing football. So I'd say breaking into the first team and 
going there is, is definitely one, one of my highlights there, yeah. Did you see that change in the makeup of the team from your first spell at Tranmere to when you finished at Tranmere in 2018, 2017? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, when we when I sort of finished, I, I look back and you're struggling, to, you're struggling to get two or three players over the age of 30. Um, whereas when I first broke in there, I, I think you'd struggle to get one or two players under thirty. I think that, that that's the, I think that's the sports science has changed the game a hell of a lot. I mean, you you're seeing people now in the in the national league and league two and league one, who are fully fully grown athletes who can run all day long. Whereas I'm not sure it was quite like that back in the eighties, nineties. Um, no disrespect to anyone who played them, but I think that's where that's the turning point where the age sort of creeped in. And you look at Tramia's team now, who just um, one back-to-back promotions. You've got a lot, a lot of young lads in there. How pleased are you to see them back in League One? Of course, the level that you played with them for so long at that level. Yeah, I'm over the moon. I think I think I seen you at one of the games, and I went down there for the for the final stage over the night before, seeing the lads in the hotel, and um, <laughs> they don't like to do things the easy way, do they? To be fair, <laughs> um, I think. I think my seat was quite low down the sun, and I, I, I thought after 15, 20 minutes, I, I can't act this. So I, we moved right onto the halfway line underneath, and we, we actually got good, comfy seats. And good job we did get comfy seats because we were there till the 119th minute before we before we got a sort of goal. So um, it was a it was a, it was a great day, great great finish to the day. And a lot of those players you played with, you like of Scott Davis, Connor Jennings, James Norwood. Yeah, I mean. I, to be fair to the lads, Scotty got me tickets. I think three or four of us went down, and the Friday night they were staying in the Hilton, so popped over there for a for a quick pint. And uh, Macha, Bucho, Scotty, um, Nose, Rads, lads who've sort of been there from the national days type things, and um, it was sort of a you, you, you need to win. Tram here, sort of need to be back there. And to be fair, they were. The focus on them was literally was unbelievable. They literally had five or ten minutes with me, and then off they went and left. Uh, left the bar to me, me and Yaganos <laughs> of this type of world, and we, I think we had a couple, a couple more drinks till, till the early hours. Very dangerous to leave Sean Garner in a bar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you played on some terrific managers as well. Uh, Brian Little, Ronnie Moore, uh, just at Tranmere, Mickey Mellon. Um, who were the real ones that shone in your career? Do you think who you played under? Uh, do you know what? It sort of starts quite early on, so he was great for a lot of us. And it, it, this sort of wasn't, this sort of wasn't professionally, but John McMahon had a big, big influence on a lot, a lot of youth team players. And um, it sort of, it sort of never really happened for him at first team level, which, which, which does really surprise me. Um, John McMahon, fantastic man manager, fantastic coach, tactics, day to day in training. The, the information that he was to put across to you was was something special. I played under a lot of managers after that, where literally the they do turn up on a Friday and Saturday and give 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 you little bits. But Johnny Macheleon was was very good. Brian Little come in and brought a lot of us into the first team. Um, Brian's done well. Uh, I probably I probably would say the best manager I did play under was um, Stuart McCall. Stuart McCall was, as much as he was one of the lads, he was come game day. He was he, he, he was a totally totally different character, and he he did like a laugh and a joke Monday to Friday. But 
come Saturday, he was he was on the money and he he, he delivered up there. It's Radio City Talk. You're listening to Full Time. Stephen Jennings in the studio with me, former Tranmere captain. And let's get on to who your sporting hero is. Uh, I know that you're you're a massive football fan. Obviously, you're a blue grown up, but there are many more sports to, to Stephen Jennings, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel a bit guilty now saying who I'm going to choose here, being a footballer. But um, growing up, I've, I've I, I live literally not even a mile away from a golf course. Um, so Kirby's had its own golf course. I've, I've sort of been on there from the age of eight, nine, ten. Um, so I'd have to say, growing up, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has been something special, and he's um, he's he continued it in the last in, in the last twelve months. But fortunately enough, I've I had the chance um, to to watch him live because we we get a couple of opens down our neck of the woods and uh, seeing him live when he when he won at Hoylake was um, was something special, and I, I would say it's. Tiger Woods. What was it about him, or what is it about him that makes him so special? It's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, he, he hits the ball well, he chips, he puts, he drives well. Um, it, it's hard to fault him um, on the on the golf course, but he, I think where I, was, where I mentioned earlier on, the, the, the sports science in golf changed. I think Tiger Woods changed the, the dimension of golf. I mean, I, I can't really go into too much specifics because I don't really know them. I just like watching golf and playing golf, but... Um, where you've seen people driving 300, 330, 40 yards. I think he was sort of one of the first that everyone sticks out and his, his major wins count for, count for a hell of a lot. 15 major wins. It's just remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, with a bit of luck, I'd like to think he can have one more. I don't think he'll get to Jack Nicholas' record, but I'd like to think he definitely, definitely got one more big day in him and um, who knows? Who knows with him? What was it like following him around at Hoylake or at Birkdale when you've been to see him? Uh, but I think I spoke off here to you literally before we come on. It was, it was quite hectic. We obviously got there for his for his first tee, and as as you can imagine, he's he is sort of everyone's favourite, isn't he? And the the the, the crowds are the crowds were scary. Even in the middle of the fairway, you're twenty, thirty people deep trying to trying to watch one shot that. When 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 the sun starts shining, you've, you've got no chance of seeing anyway. But I think I think we watched them for four or five holes before um, it got a bit it got a bit tired and a bit like you 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 you're pushing past. It's like coming out the match, trying to watch them, and you, you you're walking around here, there, and everywhere. And but um, for them five or six holes that I did watch them, it, it was quite special. It's amazing that one player can have so much pull when there's so many others out on the course at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you listen to all the golfers now coming up, and I think they've got the utmost respect for Tiger Woods. I mean, if you can, if you can, if you can take away all the stuff that's come out about him, whatever, it's not for me to comment on about. But if you if you look at it just from a golf's perspective, you don't see one young golfer now that isn't absolutely over the moon to play with Tiger or, or even speak about him and say say nice things about him because he he really has been that good. Have you ever met him? No, what I'd do to meet him. Um, I don't think you'd ever would get the chance, would you? Um, I, 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 even now, thirty-four years of age, still he's probably. I've never really been a big getting pictures to with famous people. I've 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 seen quite a few, um, but if if I ever did see Tag Woods, I'd try my hardest to go out the way to get a picture with him. What would be the one thing you'd ask him? What a question. Um, what a question! 
I'd probably just say how how have you how have you been that committed to golf at such a young age and um, got to where you got to where you was with 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 a hectic lifestyle that you sort of lived um, because he he come on the scene and he, he was sort of everyone's favourite golfer overnight so sort of how did you do it and just finally when he won the Masters 2019 after such a long time without a major what was that like for you just to watch it well it, it, I think I was scrolling through Twitter or whatever and I think my missus was downstairs with the kids and her, her friend was in, no I was downstairs we were all downstairs I was in a, a different living room and they were watching whatever the Kardashians whatever <laughs> and I'm, I was shouting to them do me a favour turn the telly over to 401 to Sky and they were like why and I said you, you're going to watch a bit of history and they never anyway I was, I was trying, trying, to, trying to tell them and educate them but you could see it you could see it an hour out on scrolling through Twitter the whole country the whole world was was talking about it and it, it was when he actually done it you seen his reaction and it was it, it was so relieved it was after his, his comeback, isn't it? People are saying it's one of the best comebacks ever, and I, I think it certainly challenges any that I've seen. Yeah, great moment of sporting history and a wonderful uh, sporting hero to have as well. Stephen Jennings picking Tiger Woods. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Former Tranmere captain Stephen Jennings, my guest on Sporting Heroes today, and I'll have another one of them for you next week right here on the podcast. If you click subscribe, you'll get a new episode in your box every week when we put it up. But on top of that, you can catch it on Radio City Talk Live every Wednesday, 4.45. If you want to tune in, you can get us on your app, on a DAB radio, or on 1548 Medium Wave as well.